You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Testing. Testing okay. out Are this microphone. That looks better. Yes. Recording. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Becca and Nicole. Hello. Woo. Hello. Woo. Howdy. Today, today we're, given, we're given another go talking about rare plant dupes. Let's see if we can make uh, it through If you this. stuck it through last episode, you realize that we never really got to the topic and it was just chaotically great. But today... We're going to get to the topic, but first we're going to do our catch-up like we always do. So what's been new in the lives of you two? Nicole, you should go first because you just got back from a trip. Oh, that's I right. did. Yeah, so last week, well, yeah, we just got back yesterday, actually. We went to Wisconsin, Lake Geneva specifically. Uh, it was great. It was very relaxing. I did not film. I just posted on stories a little bit, and it was nice to just kind of unplug for the most part. Um, I think the highlight of it, though, was we rented a pontoon. I never realized how fast pontoons go. Like, (laughs) they go pretty dang fast. My dad had a pontoon because he had a camper in Antioch, Illinois, which is just north Illinois. And... um, I've only been out on it like a couple of times, but he like his never went that fast. It was like super slow, just cruising and chilling, but it was a bigger one. So I always thought like, well, that's what pontoons are for them for cruising, which I feel like they are. But this one had some some speed to it. I was like, are we (laughs) sure this isn't a speedboat? It was a lot of fun, though. It was really fun. We were nervous. Go ahead. Have have either of you ever driven a boat, like you or Jay? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. No. And, well, I haven't either, no. <laughs> okay. So so the whole time, like, we're, we're filling out the forms or whatever, <laughs> I'm talking to this girl. Everybody that works at these shops for these boat rentals and, like, wave runners are... They can't be a day over 16 years old. So, like, they're, <laughs> it, they're, they're younger, right? Um, <laughs> And I'm just like, so uh, if a speedboat crashes into us, do we have to pay for that? Like, I'm asking all these, like, stupid questions. And she's just like, you've never driven a boat before, have you? And I was like, no. He's like, She's like, that's okay. We're going to go over everything with you. And she was, like, talking me down from, like, the ledge of not going through with it. And 
we, me and Jay were just like worried that we were going to have to pay if we damaged this boat. Like we were so worried we were going to damage the boat. He was more concerned about parking it, but they like, they tell you to come in like to the dock and then they like hop on the boat and park it for you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Like we now want a boat and a lake house and all that goes with that. <laughs> I bet. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> it was Jay, so much fun. Jay looked so happy driving that boat. And the story <laughs> that you posted, he was just like on cloud nine, it looked like. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we're city people. So like, it's just not the life we live, you know? But we were mm-hmm. like, yeah, we could be these people for this week. We're fine with it. It was fun. It was That's a lot so of fun. awesome. So I'm yeah. surprised that they let you rent the boat without having a boat, anything, experience well, or anything. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the that's the question I was going to ask, because I went up there and I was like, do you need a boat license? And she like I said it not even knowing if that was even a thing. And she's like, no, you don't need your boater's license. Ninety five percent of the people that rent boats from us have never driven a boat before. And I was like, oh, OK, like that made me feel a little bit better. But then I was like, or worse, is that a selling tactic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but can I just tell you how expensive it is? to rent water toys like wave runners okay wave runners 95 dollars for 30 minutes 30 minutes i was gonna say an hour 30 minutes 95 bucks um the pontoon we took it out for a little over two hours and it was right around 400 but i feel like that's worth it though i feel like that's worth it because it's like you're out on the water for so long, you know, like that's a long yeah. time to be out there. And we that's saw true. pretty much the whole, like all of Lake Geneva. We saw all the houses around there. So, you know, I feel like that was more worth it than 30 minutes on a wave runner. But wave runners are fun too. So I was torn. Yeah. But yeah. I've always said that if I ever got a boat, it would be a pontoon boat because I just want to be out on the water, like just hanging out and drinking. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I don't go swimming in lakes. Like, yeah. if the water's not flowing, I'm not going. Like, <laughs> it's not happening. So I went swimming in Lake Geneva. We did. Me, we went in the water, and the whole time I could just hear you saying, "No, I, I will not swim in a lake." Like, I just remember the conversations we had about you not going in the lake, and I was like, "And there was fish like at our feet," and I was just like, oh, "Okay, we're doing this." I mean, yeah. I would go in a lake, like the Great Lakes, it's almost like the ocean. So yeah. like, that's fine with me. But like, I've been in plenty of lakes where like fish start like trying to bite on your moles that are on your body. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? get out of here. Yeah. Like they'll go for your nipples. I think it's because it's dark. I don't know. Oh, well, no. And, my, and mine are exposed, but. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. That's horrifying. Just Thanks. a little nib. Just they a little stayed s- they stayed away from our feet for the most part but like i wasn't really looking down i was just swimming and then mia was like look there's fish and i mean these fish weren't like little tiny minnows like these were big ass fish you know and i was like why <laughs> yeah. are they here like why are they at the shore so oh gosh yeah i, I don't went, know i went kayaking on a lake here with my friend jessica and we were just like cruising along and this guy was fishing on the bank and he like pulled up a fish the thing was huge and jessica was like whoa did you catch that in the lake and the guy was like yeah and then she looks at me and she goes we're not getting in the water 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to after seeing that. We're not getting in the water. That's so funny. That is so gross. Yeah. But overall, it was it was a lot of fun. It was relaxing. And we had vacation, a good time. Vacation Nicole likes wine, huh? I guess she does. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I had steak my first night, and I was like, well, what goes well with steak? Red wine, duh. But see, I'm not, I'm not a wine drinker, and I really like the look of red wine in a glass as opposed mm. to white wine in a glass. It's like... It's an appearance thing for me, but I can't <laughs> drink dry wine either. And a lot of no. red is is dry or it's just like, I don't know the word, bitter. So bitter, yeah. Good. Yeah, so I pretty much asked for like the sweetest, almost dessert wine that they had. And it was really good. It was, it was a Pinot, but it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm a yeah. wine drinker on vacation. <laughs> Go figure. Sweet oh. wine all the way. I, you can't catch me with the bitter wine like why it doesn't even it's yeah (laughs) what's the point your mouth is all dry and then you're thirsty like i just think it's i don't get it my parents are wine drinkers we used to go to wineries all the time growing up because they wanted to go so i was just like (sighs) sitting there eating the crackers (laughs) and my parents are having so much fun having all their (laughs) wine and i just was just watching like this speaking speaking of you and your parents Let's hear your catch-up for the week, because you're in Tucson. Yeah, I'm in Tucson right now. I'm visiting my family and some friends and also Tank's Green stuff. So we're doing some content shoots here and basically just catching up. That's I'm only here for a few days, so, you know, it is nice to be home, though. It feels weird to... No, because it doesn't even feel like home anymore. Like, it feels weird to call it home. It doesn't feel right, Mm -hmm. because, like... It's familiar like home would be, but it's not home. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just so strange. And I'm like driving around. It's particularly green right now because of all of the rain that they've been getting. I heard. And like, it just doesn't compare to, to Missouri. No. I know. You're whispering. No, <laughs> you're whispering because a... your parents are in the other room. <laughs> I'm such a traitor. Like, I was always like, no, but the desert is beauty is like beautiful in its own way but now that i'm coming back here after being in missouri i'm like it's not that pretty here it's actually really ugly and scary yeah it's like a beige wonderland of just like yeah well and like i was noticing that while i was driving in like the inner city area earlier because i was at tank's offices and they're like mostly in like the east side of tucson and it's just very like overgrown in the neighborhoods like there's not like they're not spraying for weeds or anything and like here that contrast is so heavy because it's like rocks and then weeds and you just Mm -hmm. know when it's a weed and then like in missouri it's like way more overgrown and like so much worse by that standard but it blends in because there's trees and grass so it all everything just blends in so you can't tell that things are overgrown you know what i mean so i was just like that's so interesting how places like Missouri can get away with having like an outstanding amount of weeds just because everything is green. So it just blends in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the weeds are like human size. Yeah. They're <laughs> taller than me most of the time. Like they're massive, taller than Daniel. Yeah. And so I was just like thinking to myself, like before I went on, but like before I like got it in my head that it's like ugly here, I was like, well, hold on a second. It only seems like that because it's like rocks and then all of this like random green puffs you know what i mean it's just not yeah Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, like you have to work a lot harder to keep things manicured here, I feel. But see, I feel like that makes sense because being from the Midwest and growing up here and only living here my whole life, Mm -hmm. I think the desert is beautiful. Like I was mesmerized when I went there and yeah, it is dead and beige but i just find so much beauty in like the mountains and the Mm -hmm. stones and like the landscape out there yeah Um, like more so than i like the midwest is beautiful all the green is beautiful don't get me wrong but i feel like i'm more attracted to desert scape than greenery you know Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense i was thinking about why i suddenly thought it wasn't that pretty here because here's my thought in Missouri like so much of the and maybe in like really green places so much of the natural landscape is preserved with the building and stuff like that at least where I live you know there's still like big plots of like trees and like all of that but here when they like put in a neighborhood complex it's like all pavement like there's no preservation of the cacti and like the natural native plants and stuff like maybe they'll re-enter it back in but -hmm. they're not they're not building around it they just clear it and then add back in where they think it's necessary and -hmm. i guess i've always known that because like there were several deserts that got completely cleared to build houses but i just I don't know what it is, but I was just thinking about that because, like, if the desert landscape was more prevalent in a not Mm. so curated way, I feel like I might think differently Mm -hmm. because it is so it is so curated. Yeah. I don't know. None of this is bad. Obviously, it's developments like the city's growing. These things happen. I don't know. Just observationally. Observationally. I feel like if you went back to (laughs) I feel like if you went maybe took a little day trip to Mount Lemmon. And took that space in, you'd probably feel a little different. <sighs> I know. I feel emotional about going back to Mount Lemon. I was thinking about doing it, yeah. but I, I feel weird going without Daniel now because that's where we got yeah. married. Like, I would right. want him to come yeah. with me. But also, right. I don't know if I even want to go back to Mount Lemon because what I loved about Mount Lemon is there was all of the trees and it was so green, but it's not yeah. like... Missouri is so much greener. Like, I don't want to be disappointed. Right. True. <gasps> Speaking of oh. being disappointed, I went to oh, no. EG's. You guys. Oh, I was no. going to just ask you. I was just going to ask. I went Tell me you lunch. didn't like it. I didn't like it anymore. This is so oh, sad. No. Okay, the drink That's was still so good. Sad. But, like, I, I started eating the food, and I was like, there's no flavor in this. Like, I don't, I don't taste anything. Like, oh, no. It didn't taste, like, the, even the ranch didn't taste like anything. I was like, okay, maybe I got a bad batch. I'm going to try it again just to make sure. But, like, the drink was still good as I remembered it. But I remember EG's was everything. I had EG's, like, a couple times a week. It was my whole life when I was living here. And I spent the last <laughs> 11 months pining over EG's and thinking about it. You did. <sighs> And then I ate it, and oh, I was no. like, this is just not that good. And I feel really embarrassed that I was telling everybody Aegis is the best place in the world, and it's not. Well, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I think I, I think Aegis holds, like, a sentimental slash, like, home connection. Because uh, there's a few restaurants like that in Nebraska that are just like, eh, but they're mm-hmm. only found in Nebraska. So it was like, that's what was important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, could you taste the drink? Because now I'm worried that you, yeah, couldn't taste anything. Like, huh? 
I thought it was literally the same thought crossed my mind. Okay. (laughs) I was eating it on the way back here before we did this. And I, that thought did cross my mind. I'm like, I'm not picking up any flavors. Like, is this like a COVID thing? So I like took a drink of the drink and I was, I could, you know, full flavors. It was exactly how I remember it. So I was like, okay, so it really is just the fries and the sandwich. Cause like I was eating the fries. I'm like, this is just tastes like a potato that was put in the oven. Like there's no salt, there's no spices. There's like nothing on it. So like, I don't know. I'm going to give it another chance. I'm going to go with my friends, not eat it alone in the car. Maybe the vibes will be better. But have you yeah. have you found any places in Missouri that you and Daniel love to eat at that maybe you know, set your standard a little bit higher <laughs> for fast food? <laughs> I don't know. We were actually talking cuz like before he dropped me off at the airport, like, he wanted to, like, go out to dinner and, like, spend some time together. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, a bunch of stuff, like, my packing took longer than I thought. And he had a phone call. So he was like, oh, let's just, like, go just to, like, a quick chain restaurant or whatever. So in my mind, like, Panera has sort of replaced EG's for me. And also, mm-hmm. like, Jimmy John's. But, okay. like, Jimmy John's is not that, like, it's good, but it's not, I wouldn't, I mean... Uh, it kind of did taste better than the EG sandwich. But, like, Panera, I think, is definitely better than EG's, for sure. Because there's so many, like, flavors, and it's, like, more Mediterranean, yeah. which I prefer just as mm-hmm. a genre of food. I don't know if it's more Mediterranean, mm-hmm. but the thing I get from there is more Mediterranean. So I don't know if there's something that's, like, replaced EG's in my heart. But I think I just really hyped it up in my head, you know? Yeah, maybe. Well, I feel like if you're in Tucson, you have to get EGs. Like, it's just like you have to. Yeah. It's not the best. I, their drinks are really good. Like, the actual EGs. The drinks are great. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, But the food is just like, you know. Eh. Like, it needs some salt on it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You pepper. can tell she's she's in the Midwest now. She's like, yeah, where's she all is. the salt? Oh, God, I know. You need some dry beef jerky to go with that, E.G. (laughs) (laughs) Dried beef jerky. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, oh, last thing I'll say about the travels. On the plane right here, I I stopped over in Dallas. So from Dallas to here, I watched the movie Barb and Star go to the Vista Del Mar. Have you guys seen it? No. Oh, Barb and Star, yeah. (laughs) Okay, it's... It was not good. No, no, it's so bad, and I was so excited for it. Wait, okay. is it Kristen Wiig? Yeah, I oh was my God, okay, I love but her. you know when it got on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty percent. What? what? Don't like, trust wow. it. Movies that are truly so so good will get like a sixty percent, and I'm like, what? That's true. Like I feel is like it just real stupid dry comedy. Yeah, well, it's like it's a in the genre of comedy as like Step Brothers, but not as good okay. as Step. I've never seen Step Brothers, but I know that Step Brothers is like iconic, and yeah, like everybody refers to it. Like, do mm-hmm. we just become best friends? Like, I have so many quotes. I've never even seen the movie, but I just know. <laughs> and I feel like okay, somebody on Rotten Tomatoes like with their review said it's like a fever dream it's like Kristen Wiig's fever dream when she was on SNL in the 80s or I don't know if this actually these events overlapped but like if she was on SNL in the 80s Kristen Wiig's fever dream after she's like taken a hit like 
I hit too many or something. I was oh, like, no. it's so true because there'll be like random like musical scenes and it's just so random. You have the villain. It was just so weird. The villain? What? There was just yeah, so many it was times. Very weird. Yeah, there's just so many times watching it. I was like, I should turn this off. But then I was like, well, <laughs> I'm just sitting on the airplane. So what else do I have to do? Yeah, like it really doesn't whatever. So anyway, that's the last thing I have to say. Um, <laughs> um, Reba McIntyre makes a little cameo at the end of that one. Oh, yeah. I love her. And so does Morgan Freeman. Like, there's, like, weird cameos. I'm like, these celebrities are huge. Like, it would be so expensive to get them on the show, even for a few minutes. And they're literally, like, just popping up randomly. I'm like, what is going on? Like, the amount of money yeah. that probably Sometimes went they... in. Yeah. But Sometimes, think... like, big stars do that, though. Yeah, for like a random movie. Like maybe if they like Kristen Wiig and they're like, hey, I'll, you know, spend a single day on set for you. Like this right. is funny. Like this is such a weird movie. She's great though. She is so great. I'm disappointed. <sighs> I really wanted to see that too. I mean, you should watch it, but like don't like sit through it if you're really hating it. Like don't waste your time, <laughs> you know? Okay. Or yeah. maybe just partake in the devil's lettuce before you watch it. Okay, yeah. Okay. I feel like then you might... <laughs> I feel like maybe it's a movie that's supposed to be watched in under that state because it's like very colorful, random things happening. Like, I don't know. OK. OK. And yeah. like they're Duly noted. Their accents were really bad, though. I, it, that was hard oh. to get over. It was a really terrible Midwestern accent. Really bad. Yeah. Oh. So that was hard to get over, too, because like some words didn't have the because I was like Midwestern people don't sound like that. Like even like there was it was obviously over dramatic to make the character very obvious who it was, but I was just like mm-hmm. it's just too much because like they literally don't sound like that. Like it was like yeah. aren't they Canadian? Supposed, to aren't a they point. supposed to be from like? Well, I think they're supposed to be like Wisconsin slash Minnesota. So like yeah, that accent kind of does have, but they really did overplay it. Well, even the title like Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. You know they just constantly would do yeah, that. that sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was almost like. Like, have you guys seen the movie New in Town? No. With oh. Reese Witherspoon? No, not with Reese. It's the woman who plays uh, the Br- Bridget Jones's Diary. What's her name? Oh, oh. Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Yeah, she's okay. in it. Okay, there's a bunch of people. I think they're in, like, Wisconsin or something. And their accents don't sound contrived. Like, it sounds real. And it's still funny. So I was like... They could have taken some notes, but maybe that was the point as at the same time, like right. maybe it was a movie that was supposed to be bad because it's funny, like Step Brothers. So yeah. I'm like, OK, I don't really know mm-hmm. what the creative vision was, but I think they did what they wanted. So anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what airline did you take? American? Yeah. OK. I don't like American, I was trying to think, but yeah. I was trying because that's what I flew to Orlando and I was trying to like they had selections of movies and I did see that one on there but I had already seen it so I was like nope not doing that again no <laughs> wait question do you did you do you not like American but did you only take it because prices were the cheapest very specific question okay pretty much the only reason that I don't like American is because their pet policy is really inconsistent and dumb yeah like I had yeah. a bad experience experience last year we know had a meltdown right. it was horrible and mm-hmm. ever since then, I'm like, I don't like them. But they're, it's American and United are the only airlines that fly out of Columbia. 
Oh, and it's more often American. So that kind of sucks for us. Like if we ever want to travel with our dogs by plane, we can't Mm, unless it's United. Yeah. I don't know if it's just airfare in general, but I've been trying to see like, I want Jay to go to New York and we've been trying to get tickets, but I like, I can't physically bring myself to pay more than $200 from a, for a flight from Chicago to New York. I just can't. It's less than two hours. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it's like over $400 still, no matter where I look. It's insane. Jeez. Unless he's booking a ticket like 10 months out from now, then yeah. it's just, I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway. I think yeah. I paid around that to come out here like it's so it's okay. so expensive like but i was like you well, know that what? makes more sense though because you're coming you're going from the midwest to yeah you know, arizona so that's yeah a three and a half hour four four hour plane ride as opposed to less than two hours like why yeah, yeah. that that's wild um, that is wild to me mm-hmm. i don't know every time we've ever flown out to the midwest from arizona before it was like around 250 each which mm-hmm. seems like pretty yeah. average. I was like, okay, I'm fine spending that. But it was more than that this time, like significantly more. But also because I paid for convenience because I flew out of Columbia and into Tucson. Which like, mm. that's just how I am now. I don't want to go through the trouble of driving to Kansas City and flying into Phoenix. So I drive two hours and then I drive two hours and then I do the whole thing again four days later. It's like, no. No, I'm, it's mm-hmm. worth your... It's like... Your- like time is more important than the money you know yeah it was like i don't know maybe a hundred hundred fifty dollars more and That's i was like worth it. it's just it's just worth it de la plan's yeah. gonna pay that in, <laughs> you're gonna pay that in gas like four hours you yeah. know eight hours it adds i know up. that southwest <laughs> flies out of tucson i wonder if they go direct do they go to direct to st louis maybe not i don't know I don't know. Do you have to be a Southwest like card holder to book with Southwest? No. no. Oh no, no. Really? Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, I, I like flying Southwest, even though like I hate that you have to do the check in right twenty four hours ahead to get like a decent seat. But also their bag policy, like it's free. You don't have to pay extra. Oh really? Yeah. How about your week, Adam? My week, uh, it's been pretty good. I have a friend in town from Illinois. My friend Zach. And so he's been here for, he's not staying with us, but he's been here for, well, since last Friday, last Thursday. So we've been hanging out a little bit. I went to the movies again and saw Free Guy, the new Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh, how was it? It was good. I enjoyed it. It was just like, I don't know. It's kind of nice to see a movie that's like an original screenplay blockbuster because like we just don't get those anymore no we get like action hero films like all of the stuff that when i was younger we would watch on like in the movie theaters now gets just released as a netflix original kind of Mm -hmm. thing you know like the rom-coms and all of that so yeah it was nice to like be in a movie theater again but then also just like see that it was it was really funny that's good. He's Super so nerdy. funny. He's so underrated as like a comedic actor, I feel. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. he's so yeah. hot, but he's really funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, so funny. Uh, have you guys ever seen Van Wilder? It's like really gross. Like it's a gross movie, but it was like one of Ryan Reynolds. I don't want to say his first. I mean, I remember him from a TV show t- called Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place. Oh, really? I've never heard yeah. of that either. Oh, that I don't was know how a I good feel one. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
two girls one cup really yeah, screwed everything of, with numbers g- so. honestly yeah like oh, that's yeah. my first thought that's what i went to you like you can't do like three people one podcast it's like your mind immediately goes to that uh, oh. that that just put me in a bad space <laughs> i've never even Mentally. seen the video but like it's that iconic that like it's haunted no, me you don't, you don't even need it. to yeah you don't need but to see it. You guys should watch Van Wilder, preferably not like with your families. It's <laughs> okay. really, it's really funny. But yeah, that was Ryan Reynolds. He is he is like a comedic genius, and I also love the fact that like he's calling out, especially with this movie, how his wife Blake Lively has like helped write a lot of his stuff because he's he was the that. one he was the one who pushed for Deadpool like. No one wanted mm-hmm. to do it. He wrote the script for like six years ago or something before the first movie came out. And finally, what? But yeah, yeah. Like he's been championing Deadpool and it was a huge success. I haven't That's, seen it yet. What? Neither of them. Yeah. That no. is shocking. You're joking, right? No. <laughs> Wait, is Deadpool a part of Marvel or is it its yeah. own thing? Yeah, it is. Okay. You it's know, a part yeah. of Marvel, yeah. You know what is so shocking to me? Sorry to to steer the conversation again but everything that marvel has ever done is from a comic book like daniel was like they're never gonna run out because there's like thousands of comic books about marvel yeah i'm like so none of this is original content he's like no it's all from the comic books like if you want to know what happens you just go find the comic book and i was like right what like this will go on for the next 50 years they do change they do change it i guess some things are changed a little, but yeah, he's right. Like yeah. it's all none of it's original. I mean, the screen yeah. praise. I mean, the screenplay is original because someone wrote it, but they wrote it using the book. But yeah, I yeah. Don't know. Like WandaVision is like such a cool idea. I was like, this has to be like modernized. Like this, like it's just like such a cool. Okay. Anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. Anyway, back to <laughs> what you were saying. No. I mean, I, that's that's really it. That's that's all that's really been going on and. Do you have any other plans, Luzak? Um, yeah, tonight we're going to go to have dinner and then hit up a speakeasy in town. So that'll Ooh. be fun. Ooh. There's so many speakeasies in Phoenix, like literally just Are everywhere. There? Wow, really? I wonder why. Yeah. That's there's kind one of in strange. Downtown, there's one in downtown Gilbert, and then there's just like a bunch in downtown Phoenix, like where you walk into this shop that looks like a coffee shop, and there's like a locker in the back that you open, and it's a doorway you know. That's so cool. That would be a really fun video for your second channel. Yeah. Yeah. Finding all the speakies. I need to start editing the Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm you like, do. Where is it? <laughs> Here's the thing. You guys both know me, perfectionist. Uh, yeah. Disney was a blast, but it was so rushed that I just right. feel like the story line is not going to be there, and that's why I've like hesitated on like editing it. But sometimes you just got to push. I just need to push through that and just be like, whatever. This is can what it you, is. Can you use story blocks to fill some gaps? Well, the, like, I guess the storyline part is like the talking in between rides or like, let's give our thoughts on that rides. Like that wasn't oh. there because the second we got off a ride, we were trying to get to the next one. Yeah. yeah. And since I was with a group of people, I didn't want to hold them back. Right. Because I already right. felt like sometimes when I was trying to get B-roll footage, I was, like, holding people back because I wanted to do some slow motion shots of, like, rides. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good. I mean, it's there's some good stuff there. It's just I need to piece it together. 
And that's yeah, it takes time. I block myself out when I do that kind of stuff. I'm just like, oh, if it's not like 100 percent exactly how I envisioned it, like my my creativity just shuts down. Yeah. And I don't like that about myself, but I need to get over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see those videos. Steve was like, could we just do voiceovers? And I was like, Ugh, I yeah. hate voiceovers. But I mean, we might have to. I mean, I don't hate voiceovers, but yeah, you know. I, I get you. I feel you. I don't like. I don't like recording them. I don't mind right. listening to them. I just don't like recording them. If your original intent was to do a voiceover video, they're great. But if mm-hmm. if you're doing it to like fix a problem, yeah. I feel like I can always tell. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get that you're- footage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. Camera battery died. That's me. <laughs> so so we yeah. lost Becca. So Becca, she oh she's back. Oh hey, there she is. Sorry, I really had to pee. That's okay. <laughs> really? She just left. She was like, I'm just not even going to interrupt this conversation. <laughs> that, that okay. E, the EG just goes right through you. It really does. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No, but on the topic of voiceovers, there's been several times where I've like royally screwed up a video and like i try to fix it with a voiceover i'm like no i can't do this like yeah like you said if the original intent was for a voiceover it's great like nicole your first houseplant tour is a voiceover and that still blows my mind like i had no idea oh my god that's so (laughs) embarrassing I'm glad you nope. think, guys think it's so great. Well, for my first <laughs> video, it's not terrible, but... Ugh, I yeah. couldn't even tell. Oops. Sorry, that was probably so loud in the audio. I couldn't even tell. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I literally had no idea. Well, with videos where your face isn't showing, it's like, you can't tell at all. Well, that is that is true if your face isn't showing. Yeah, that's true. Oh, right. I thought about something else I've been doing this week. Hmm. Yeah. I've been trying to hand pollinate my Hoya, so. I oh saw. my gosh, I saw your glasses. Did you those happen glasses. to see those on a man on TikTok who does cross stitching? Oh wait, well, okay, well first of all, yes, I've seen his videos because he is hot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was looking for Even jewelers with the glasses, glasses on. Oh my gosh, he's dreamy. Oh I actually god. had a couple people be like, oh my god, you're the hot cross-stitch guy from TikTok. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I didn't even know what he looked like because I only ever saw the the things. And so like even thinking of him as being attractive, I'm like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I cannot place what the rest of his face looks like. I only know what he looks like with like googly eyes. <laughs> yeah. And someone was like, you should add the TikTok sound. Hello, my name is Susie. <laughs> it's Susie with a Z. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, but yeah, no, I... I had gotten, like, I had read a long time ago when I was, like, trying to hand pollinate Hoya. Because Hoya have been known to be, like, there are a few people who really know how to do the hand pollination. And those people are keeping that information under lock and key. Like, they won't share it ever. And there's just, like, a lot of what ifs. Like, no one really knows. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'm just going to try some things. Like, before, I used to just, like, dab a makeup brush onto the pollen Mm -hmm. and then just dab it on other flowers and hoping that it happens. Yeah. But those glasses have really helped like be able to see the parts easier. But also I, I bought them basically for looking at the pests or to check for pests. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I've been trying a couple of things. I tried it with well my friends Lydia and Jesse came over and she wanted to try it on my Hoya compacta that was blooming. Because that was the only thing that was currently blooming. 
And my friend Jesse was like, why are you trying to pollinate the slowest growing Hoya? And I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) This Hoya sucks. (laughs) This Hoya sucks. (laughs) But I've recently tried to do it with my Shepherdii that just opened up some blooms. So I don't know. It'll be fun to see. Like, I think it would be really cool if I got a seed pod and then I can just like do a time lapse of it growing. I don't because it's Mm -hmm. just like there's so much unknown. That would be so crazy. I was going to ask if you filmed any of that, like just to see. I mean, I want to. There's a there's a person on Instagram. His name's Derek Fan, who had like a very macro, a macro lens video on like pollinating Hoya. Oh, uh, cool. But it's not that. It's a very quick video. Um, so yeah, it just seems like it's a lot of trial and error, and I it just baffles me because these po- these Hoyas get pollinated by moths like out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Like, it's why crazy. the hell can't we figure this out? <laughs> Like, I don't know. Someone asked the moths. Oh, what if you did, like, a moth enclosure, like a butterfly enclosure, but it's moths, and you put the Hoyas in it? This is, like, so, like, large-scale, like, weird, but how cool. I I know, and I've actually, like, thought about putting my Hoyas outside overnight because I think with all the rain we've been getting in Arizona, like, I've noticed a lot of moths around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a thing when it starts to rain, like they come out or whatever. But I was like, well, if I put it outside at night, maybe the moth will just like do the job. Leave the porch light on so they're already curious. Set up a GoPro. Oh, what's that? What's that smell? Oh, I do have a GoPro. I could do that. Set it up. Do GoPros do night vision? Oh, wait. You would have the porch light on so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you'd have to leave the light on. Because the moths, that's little will attract them to it. That would be so cool. Wow. But then I was like, what if I had this, like, scorpion that just was, like, traipsing on my plant? Ooh. Ooh. Tarantula. Ooh. I have never, I have never seen a tarantula here. But there was one, like, when I was kayaking, I heard someone who was, like, climbing on the cliffs. They're like, there's a tarantula over here. Honestly, if I saw one in real life, I would freak out. I was, okay, Go ahead. I was going to say, they're so cool, but really freaky. They're so gross. Like, (laughs) I cannot... Fuzzy. The fuzziness is what gets me. And, like, I like bees. Like, I like bump, like, that kind of fuzziness. But the legs, the fuzzies, no. I was, like, eight years old, and I was visiting Arizona because my sister, my stepsister's grandparents had a house out out there. And it was uh, close to Phoenix, Phoenix area. We walked outside onto the patio and on the left, and I remember this vividly, on the side of the building, tarantula, size of my adult hand, like just black. (laughs) And then he had like his two legs up like he was going to attack somebody. I was traumatized for so long. I didn't want to go out there the rest of the vacation. It was it was really horrific. You have to Gosh, approach them just... with your net slowly so it doesn't st- like sting you. And... <laughs> is that is that your Animal Crossing <laughs> advice? Yeah, they are vicious on Animal Crossing. Also, I want to they point really out are. Nicole said that the spider was as big as her adult hand, but Nicole is a small person, so it's not that big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my adult hand is a is a toddler size hand. <laughs> It is. I could just hear your mom in the background be like, Cole, there's a fucking spider. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was it was scary. Anyway, uh, wow. 42 yeah. minutes in. Yeah, we're about to have another episode where we're like, all right, we're not going to talk about the topic. Like, this topic is oh, cursed. Yeah, I think it is. 
Okay, so should we talk about plant dupes and actually sure. get into this topic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we were given this topic suggestion by someone, mm-hmm. um, but I thought it would be fun because there are a lot of, uh, I would say the ones I could think of off the top of my head are philodendrons, but they're just like a lot of plants that can look like another plant. And some of the plants that they look like are... I don't necessarily know if I want to say rare. I guess some of them probably are officially rare, like the Spiritus Sancti mm-hmm. is rare. Uncommon. But uncommon so. slash expensive. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some plants that we think are good dupes for expensive slash rare plants that aren't super hard to find or super expensive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like I've been noticing a trend of plant prices kind of decline. Have you guys really? noticed that same thing? Yes. Oh, and I was talking to somebody about this, how there's that seller, how you mentioned there's somebody like manipulating the market. I talked about it in mm-hmm. a video and somebody actually said, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but they were like, that's actually illegal or something like that. I don't know what the context yeah. of that what? was. I'm butchering it. It was one of my most recent repotting videos. I discussed how that person was how I heard about that and the person was like yeah that's actually like not legal to like manipulate the market like that or something like that I don't remember interesting don't quote yeah. me on I that mean, I'm not an economics major <laughs> <laughs> I think it is illegal to manipulate the market but in that situation I don't think it was illegal what they did it was just really shitty because they were just saying in this group we're no because they were an admin of like the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're no longer allowing mm-hmm. this sale to be pushed up here. They're so wild. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we'll just go one by one and talk about a dupe. Yeah, because sure. I mean, I have a few in my head, but you guys might take them. But I'm just gonna do my first one, which is my philodendron billetier. Which, by the way, I cut it, Becca. So <gasps> I'm rooting your cutting for you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, I always have these like grand plans of like, oh, I can I can share this, I can share this, but then I just don't get my ass around to actually propagating it. But I did, I finally did. Yay! Um, <laughs> but the billetier, especially like my version, because it it got mature like really quickly. I don't know why, I don't know how. I feel like I was blessed with the billetier blessing but Mm -hmm. the bigger mature leaves have these like very tall lobes they're very skinny prehistoric looking um and it looks very similar don't come for me at this but it does look very similar to like a spirit of sancti so like Mm -hmm. it does though yeah um maybe not when it's a babe but i mean and obviously the stems are like kind of an orangish color uh, the newer stems are an orangish color, but the leaf shape is very similar to a Spiritus Sancti, where it's a very skinny, long leaf with very tall lobes on either side, almost like ears. Yep. And so, yeah. And honestly, it grows so well. So if again, if you're out, if you're in the market for a billetier, like, and it's pricey. I promise you, you'll love it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard yeah. to be like, okay, you should buy it anyway, because I don't know people's financial situations, but it is a very, like, rewarding, beautiful plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, like... I feel like... That would qualify for an expensive plant that's worth it. We, yeah. we did that episode a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved that like episode. The, that was a fun mm-hmm. one. Me too. Yeah. I feel like the Billetier is at a good price point now 
in comparison to what it was like what just a year ago like i feel yeah. like it's coming down in price yeah because at one point it was super sought out like it was you know on the more uncommon side yeah of plants mm-hmm. and was, i that's think pro- that- that's why i never bought one I'm planning on doing a video. I know, weird. I'm planning on doing a video, but like five <laughs> philodendrons that are just like no fuss because that one is going to be on there. Like I, mm-hmm. I've said it many times in this podcast that I just don't do anything special with humidity, and that one just continues to grow. Well, I think I said that on our expensive plants worth it episode yeah. two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so, your belly's in your shower. I mean, what do you take like one shower a week? So yeah, yeah. they don't need a lot of humidity at all. <laughs> Yeah. St- kidding, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Steve messaged me, you know, our friend Yavka, who we mentioned in that episode. He messaged me something about, like, I should have known that, I should have known Chewbacca was the same showering schedule as you. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. Oh, my gosh. That is oh, so I love funny. that man. Oh my gosh, no. the best. I just don't see the point. Now that I'm living where I'm living, I do shower more often, like just a body shower. But when I was living here, I wouldn't ever sweat. It would just evaporate right off. What's the point? Like, yeah, what's the point? Even if what's I was outside, I still wouldn't feel the need to sweat. But when I'm outside in Missouri and I'm covered in sweat, like, yeah, I want to shower because I feel disgusting. Yeah. On yeah. your tractor. Yeah, on my tractor. <laughs> I drove a massive tractor today at Tanks, uh, like windrow lot. Oh, is this on did this get on I, film yeah i hope you got Sho- a picture yeah shota filmed me and i was like he he i'm scared this is a huge <laughs> machine like it was so big uh, uh, that's what she said he said <laughs> i know um okay i'll go a plant okay and i this feels so familiar so i feel like maybe i said this in the last episode before and then we didn't actually discuss the topic but if you want a plant similar to an album monstera, grow a Marble Queen Pothos up a pole. Um, or a, not mm. not a pole necessarily, but just like a piece of wood, a plank of wood or a moss pole yep. that you keep wet. Because if you keep the moss pole wet, the plant will adhere, but really it just needs wood, something to grow up. So yeah. there's so many people on Instagram that I've seen do this, like... Um, People from Australia, Craig, Craig Mil- Milrin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he does it. The leaves, they get fenestrated. Yeah. They get huge. Yeah, pothos get really, really big and they get fennies. Like when I was in Mexico, they had golden pothos everywhere. Um, yeah. And they looked like, the leaves were so big, they looked like banana tree plants yeah um so Ugh. you can do the same thing with a marble queen and the variegation is more similar to an elbow uh because it's mm-hmm. obviously like usually white and green marble and you know when i was looking in my cabinet because i have these two plants next to each other i have a cutting of my elbow monstera and the epipremnum variegata mm. and their variegation is exactly the same really yeah Yeah. the pattern on on the leaves is exactly the same it's the same type of variegation because there's like different types of variegation but it's the same kind like if you zoom in on the epipremnum and you zoom in on the monstera they look you would not be able to tell the difference between them i don't i think they're both good video good video topic right there write that down (laughs) i don't know what i would do besides just zoom in she'd be like okay like which is which (laughs) this is my two minute video yeah so that's yeah, my entry. I think, 
if you're if you're living in a place like Florida, because honestly, at Disney World, I saw tons of pothos just like mm-hmm. gigantically fenestrated, growing in trees. Yeah. Um, but if if you're living in a place like with humidity like that, then why not try to like find a nice sh- shady spot outside and have it like cling on to your tree? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Heaven on earth. And did you you know at Epcot, Adam, the Mexico part of Epcot? Did you see the big tree with all the orchids in it? No. <gasps> <laughs> you look but very I, disappointed. Well, okay, so Epcot was a whirlwind and stressful, but we did go to the Mexico spot because there's a ride inside the Mexico pavilion Yeah, that we rode on, but no, I didn't see the tree because we, we didn't get to Mexico till later at night. Okay, well, that's probably why. Yeah, they The have Animal this... Kingdom has a bunch of orchids in their trees, like mini orchids. Oh, okay, so it was yeah. probably the same thing. Yeah, that was really cool. That makes me want to try that next year in my trees, but I don't know if the squirrels would knock them down. I'm not sure. Oh, squirrels are oh, evil. Yeah. They're just evil. <laughs> squirrels have not been the culprit in my house, actually. Like, That's good. It's been the deer, and it's been the raccoons. Do you have any apuntia outside in pots? Yeah, and they don't eat it. It's, Interesting. like, hella spiky, though. <laughs> like, really spiky apuntia. So okay. I think they're like, eh. Yeah, because, well, yeah, I mean, some of them, I swear, these squirrels just don't care, but that could that could be it. Yeah. Okay, I have one. It's They're not identical, identical, but I have both of these plants, the Alocasia black velvet, which is not very, it's not rare at all. It's more on the uncommon side and was highly sought out when it first, I don't know, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, came out. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty pricey, too. Um, but the regal shield, the, I mean, the shape and the darkness of the leaf looks pretty similar to it, aside from, like, the fact that it's fuzzy and it has, like, the white um, veining on it. But the regal shield, I feel, it just gets so much bigger and it's just so much more rewarding mm-hmm. than the black velvet. And the black velvet is... is uh, do you, either one of you guys have a black velvet? Don't I have one? No. Is it really small? Yeah, it's well. The leaves can get big. Like the leaves on mine are probably the size of my toddler hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but, three inches long. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like the fuzziness, I guess, is what makes that plant stand out. But looks wise, I feel like the the darkness of the leaves are are pretty similar. Yeah. In the shade of the, yeah. yeah, and it's way cheaper. Yeah, they're so cheap. What are they like five, ten bucks at your local nursery? I mean, depending on where oh, you yeah. are in the Midwest, for sure. Yeah, you could get them pretty easily in the Midwest. Yeah, and you can grow them outside in your landscaping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you're in yeah. the right zone, they could get huge outside. I have mine in a pot, my Regal Shield in a pot, outside on my front porch in complete shade. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it when I bring it in because it's really big. Like, I'm not sure where I'm going to put it, where it's going to get ample light, but it's very rewarding you should, plant. You should plant it outside in your landscaping. Because it'll come back, right? Yep. Yeah. So when I was in Illinois, the nursery that I went to a lot, Growing Grounds in Bloomington, had these giant banana trees in their landscaping. I was like, I don't know how you do this. And then the lady walked me through how they do it. Like at, in the wintertime when it gets close, they cut it down mm-hmm. to like, to there's just like a six-inch stub. And then mm-hmm. they put, they put um, like 12 inches of mulch on top of it. 
just like okay. a mound of oh. mulch to keep it protected over the winter so it doesn't freeze. And then when it, it starts to hit back. spring again, they'll they'll dig some of that mulch away and let it start growing again. Because there are, like, the tubers, it, that's pretty much what it grows. Well, I think I saw Amanda Ray Wright do this in her garden, if I'm not mistaken, with the mm-hmm. mulch. She did that. Yeah, I might try that because... Oh, I have a feeling if I bring it in, I'm just going to kill it because it's going to be pissed. So, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, okay. So another dupe I should have mentioned earlier was the Adabat Poence. I feel like that's also can kind of be a dupe for the Spirit of oh, Sancti. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Granted, mm-hmm. They're similar. I've never visually seen a Spirit of Sancti in real life, but the Adabat Poence does have like the purple backs to it. Yeah. It does have the long slender leaves with the lobes. Um, and honestly, it does really well in not not it's not fussy because, again, that's another one that I have just like out and it's actually kind of climbing up my wall because it's just mm. like I've it was too heavy to top all of us. So then I was like supporting it by the wall. And now it's it's not stuck to the wall or anything, but it's just like working its way up my wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't. Yeah. Adam, I feel like I haven't seen your plants in so long. Like I used to catch up with your plants because you made YouTube videos. And now I'm like, what is this? <laughs> You know, what does this plant look like? What does this plant look like? I'm curious. We need a houseplant tour. Well, (laughs) see, and a little bit of me is, like, ashamed because that Adabat Poence is in Lekka. It's grown really well. I mean, I I think I gave you a cutting of it, Becky. Do you still have yours? Yeah, and it's putting out a new leaf, and it's, like, bright purple. So cute. Yeah, they're so cool. Um, I have it in Lekka, and it's still in, like, a four-inch pot. And Mm -hmm. this plant has got to be four feet tall now. So, wow, and that's why it's, and I'm just like, okay, well, ooh, I, I get a little embarrassed because it's like way past the time of where I should have like changed or either cut it or I'm gonna propagate it probably. Is but, it in a net pot? So like yeah. the roots are just all. It's gonna have to be like. Yeah, they're just snip, all in. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it's still growing and it's still happy. It just put. A, it just opened up its new newest leaf, and I think the leaf size on these ones is probably about like eight or nine inches now. Jeez. Well, it's obviously happy. Like, you're not, whatever, by whoever's standard, you're not, quote unquote, doing something right, but you clearly are. If the plant wasn't happy, it would tell you. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like it's not supported. So when I take it away from its spot, it's just like flopsy mopsy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's hard to put supports in LECA. So, I mean, very. My biggest annoyance with it. But yeah. Okay, is I've never searched for an Adaba Poence like to purchase. Is the price point pretty reasonable? I, I feel mean, like it is compared to a Spirit when, of Sancti. Like, <laughs> I feel like you, it's the same as the Billetier, like right around that same price point. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think because like both of them grow really well in all conditions, you don't have to have a special like you don't have to put it in your greenhouse cabinet. Like, yeah. it, it can just exist. Um, but when I got the Adabat Poence and the Billiette, because both of those were at the same time from you, Becca, when you mm-hmm. gifted them to me, I think that they were kind of either beginning to be highly sought after or, like, at that, that point, they were probably very expensive. And since people have gotten them and I think grown them out and, like, propagated, I think the price has definitely come down a lot on both of mm-hmm. those because they're just easy to take care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... This isn't like this isn't me saying this is a dupe, but I feel kind of like a jerk saying this, but there's certain Hoyas that are like super expensive and like hard to find that just look like a Hoya pubicalix to me. 
but like slightly more splashy. And I'm just like, what's the difference? Like, it looks like, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel bad because I know that there's oh, probably. You better watch yourself, Rebecca. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but like, sometimes I see people post like, oh, I finally got my Hoya AH7069. And I'm like, <laughs> so you got a two leaf cutting of a pubic calyx? Like, that has silver splash? Like, I'm just confused. Like, I don't get it <laughs> I'm not that deep into Hoyas anymore like Hoyas was like it was like a fun stop like you know I rode the rides and then I got back in the car and you know I have my souvenirs that I like but like yeah. I'm not trying to go yeah. back like it's a one and done yeah. you know what I mean yeah so I feel like you're right though the pubic calyx is like if you find a splashy version of it it's like yeah it's beautiful and it's just like, like most of the other Hoyas. It looks like the like, AH769-4000. Like. Are you talking about the the 074, the AH07? I have that no idea, got, Adam. Like, these names, I'm yeah. like, I have no idea. Yeah, what's with the numbers? Let's let's give it a name. It's just to Home me, splashy. like, to the, to the untrained eye, obviously, is my thought. But, like, that's how I feel. Like, when I'm sure that I'm evoking a similar feeling in people. Like, you know when you're in a group on Facebook with people who, like, just happen to have a house plant, and they're like, why is this plant being sold for $300? It's just a Monstera. But they don't understand that because it's variegated, it's much more, quote-unquote, valuable. Like, yeah. so they'll question the seller and be like, why are you selling this for $300? I have one growing in my backyard. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. You have no, no you idea don't. the value that this plant has. So I know that I'm doing that right now. But at the same time, I'm still going to stand by it and be like, what's the difference? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this is rare plant dupes. So it's a perfect time to do it. Yeah. So that's mine. But ugh, it's, it's a okay. half-hearted entry into the into the list. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have one that I actually don't have this quote unquote uncommon houseplant, but I do have a Mikens, and I feel like the Melano looks very similar to the Mikens. I've I've been wanting a Melano Chrysum for a while now. I feel like the price on these are also going down. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't really search the internet for prices other than like a few Etsy shops that I follow on Etsy. But I have seen them like, I don't know. It's still too much for me. But (laughs) I feel like the the Mikan's just looks very similar to it. Now, I don't think that the Mikan's leaves can get as big as a melano. Right. Like even in maybe in their natural habitat, maybe. But... Just the shape and the color and I don't know. Right? Yeah. The yeah. Mi- the Mikans will probably be more round. The Melano will be longer, more like Lance mm-hmm. shaped. But like, have you guys seen Plant Life in the Tropics? Her Mikans that's growing up a wall. Like the leaves are so like round and beautiful. Okay. And big. No, I, I think that even, even when we were at the Botanical Garden in Missouri, I think that there was a few Mikans mm-hmm. that were climbing up something and the leaves were very big yeah and didn't we wasn't i like isn't that a melano i'm pretty sure i said that and you're like no that's my guns and i was like oh shit yeah because mm-hmm. because yeah, i kind of tracked it down <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i tracked oh, it down shit. to where it started but yeah they're very, <laughs> they're very similar yeah don't say that <laughs> kidding uh, but no. the leaf the leaf texture the leaf yeah. uh 
visual, like the appearance is like exactly like a melano and without like without 90% of the stress. And the problems. That plant is so annoying. Is it really? Maybe I don't want it then. I have a baby melano I can send you, Nicole. Really? Yeah, it's just like a little top cutting. It's not it's not impressive, but I will send it to you if you want because you like and, small plants. And just like I a baby, do. it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Well, it's been sitting <sighs> in my cabinet under a grow light in moss for like 6 months or no, not 6 months. I haven't had the cabinet that long, but you know, like I don't do anything. I'm sure it has a good root that's system. How, that's how my pasta zanum is. You guys, I sh- I shit you not, this plant will not grow in any other medium except just pure sphagnum moss. Mm. Moist, pure sphagnum moss. Maybe that's what's wrong with mine. It doesn't want to be in soil. It doesn't want to be in leka. I've tried different types of soil. It's just, that plant's a bitch. Mm. (laughs) A bitch. Yeah. But in sphagnum moss, she's like living her best life. Mm -hmm. There's like three new leaves coming out right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Ooh, gosh, do I have one? Do I have another one? I don't know Pasta Zanum, do. Pasta Zanum kind of look, well, not in their mature form, but kind of look like a freaking pothos. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't the Pasta Zanum like a heart-shaped, big-leaf philodendron? <laughs> like, that's not... <laughs> well, yeah. But, okay, well, I'll show you I'll show you what my Pasta Zanum look like right now, and that shit looks like a pothos. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, They're tiny. Okay. I don't know if I have any other ones either. Well, I mean, the one I... Okay, here's, here's what I'll say. And this just feeds off of what I said earlier, so it's, like, not that new of a concept, but just growing your plants up something will help them get to that mature form and make them look like a completely different plant. Yeah. Like, completely different, like, Monstera dubia, if you ever are able... Oh, wait, there's a... What's that one plant that's being sold at, like, big box stores? It's a... Perot? Is it a Rafa Defora Heii? Yeah. That might be a yeah. good dupe for the Dubia. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar leaf shape, texture, and visuals. Yeah. Sure. Wait, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Now I need to look this okay, up. Okay. So the so it's the Rafa Defora Heii or Rei? I think it's Hay. H-A-Y-I-I. Okay. It's, it's currently being sold by trending tropicals costa farms so it can't be that difficult to find right yeah because well there was one in walmart when we were in missouri there was a couple oh really yeah oh yeah that does look very similar yeah so that might be a good dupe for the dubia and i don't know if the dubia is still hard to find but the whole reason i brought this up was because the dubia when it keeps shingling it gets fenestrations in it so it's yeah. just, I don't know, it's just cool to see the plants, like, when you put them in an environment that's so similar to their native environment, they can just... It shingles, just like the dubia. Yeah, they, just, they can just look like completely different plants, like the Cebu Blue, for example, gets fenestrations. Yeah, that's which is crazy to me. This is why I love plants, because, like, they start getting fenestrations when they reach, like, taller spaces, because usually they're growing on trees or something, and when mm-hmm. they get to the taller spaces, they're getting more elements that they're not used to, so they develop fenestrations, so wind can fly through them and not break them off, and it's yeah. just like, how it's cool is that? It's just so cool. Yeah. yeah that, that's really amazing. Yeah. Let's just take a trip to the rainforest, you guys, like Brazil. Like, let's just 
let's just go you know yeah. can we just go i mean i'm trying oh my gosh i know so fun i mean we didn't really talk about the topic for very long so i feel guilty but there really isn't much more like we'd really just be stretching it out for nothing (laughs) yeah you know i was i was trying to think of like cactus you know but i guess i don't know very many no i don't know very many rare species of cacti i know that there are but i'm just not very privy to all that info no and like and i think that like oh sorry oh no no go ahead I was just going to say, I think that all of us are working off our own knowledge of our own collections and not necessarily, like, the plant yeah, world sure. in general. So, like, I think we've given some good ones based on our own, like, experiences with these plants. Because I think we all have experiences with the ones we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're looking for something, like, achievable as far as a cactus, like, anything crested is freaking cool. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not rare for... Actually, I don't want to say it's not rare for cacti to be crested, because for certain ones, it is. Like, saguaro, Mm -hmm. crested saguaro are are so rare. There's a couple, like, maybe two in Tucson. Really? And, like, they're coveted, you know? Like, they're protected. I mean, all all saguaro is protected, but you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, landmarks. It's really cool to have, like, a crested cacti so that's yeah fun. there's a huge there's a huge one at the phoenix botanical garden mm-hmm. the desert botanical mm-hmm. garden and it's so cool it's just like i don't know it's very it's very unique yeah yeah a lot of the times though in like the big box stores you'll find crested cac like crested euphorbia like even the euphorbia yeah. lactea but they are grafted graft onto the base on some of something else which is still okay right. but it's you can, not like it didn't right. form naturally and you can also like cut that off i'm pretty sure and like reroute it in soil if you didn't yeah. want it to be grafted i had one right that was grafted and i snipped the top off because it got rot and i it didn't go all the way up and i stumped it off and i put it in soil and it grew i mean it's dead now but it rooted <laughs> Yeah. It did before. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Oh, Nicole, speaking of cactus, mm. keep this in or take it out. Did you try the Tanks cactus mix? Yeah, I love it. Very similar to De La Tanks. Yeah, 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 it is. Except it has except it has that chunky, uh, like, you know, whatever that barky stuff is in it. Cocoa chips. Yeah. Well, don't you have that in yours, though? Yeah. So I don't know no, what you're referring to. That. I'll have to take a picture of it and show it to you because I don't know what it is. All right, Adam's been trying to end this episode for like 10 minutes and like we keep talking. No, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, we've reached feature film length right now. (laughs) Oops. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, that's our episode for today. Rare slash expensive plant dupes. Um, Don't forget to follow us over on Instagram. We're at potted together. Just at potted together, right? Why did I just have a brain fart? (laughs) Instagram is at Potted Together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, at Potted Together. Find us on YouTube at Potted Together Podcast. And also, we have not received any listener questions, personal or plant-wise, in a while. So no. I just want to remind you that you feel free to email us at pottedtogetherpodcast at gmail.com. Um, it's easier with email. You can get to it through our Instagram, but we can answer your plant questions uh, personal questions within reason i don't know maybe a fun little catch-up topic but yeah. shoot us an email over there and then also you can find us individually i'm at not dude k-n-o-t 
We have Becca at De La Plants and Nicole at My Clean Leaves. Woohoo! Yay! Is that it? That's it. That's all of our yep. housekeeping. That's, That's it. Okay. All right, friends. We'll catch up with you next week. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.